Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode number 33. We got five headlines to get to, all coming from the week of July 31st. In this episode, every headline either deals with gender ideology or communism, sometimes both. Headline number one, in Reno, Nevada, the Washoe County School District approved a new sex ed curriculum for its fourth and fifth grade students. This new curriculum is based on gender identity as opposed to biological sex. For example, the curriculum describes males as, quote, bodies with a penis, end quote. And it describes females as, quote, bodies with a vulva, end quote. So according to this new curriculum, if a biological female, someone who's born as a female, If they undergo a phalloplasty, which is the barbaric procedure for creating a fake penis, that female, that biological female, is now considered a male, according to this new sex ed curriculum, because they have a, quote, body with a penis. They meet the definition. Now, this is the new science, the new biology being accepted by public schools, and it's being taught to 9- and 10-year-olds as fact. Now, when it comes to biological sex, the fifth grade curriculum uses the phrase, quote, assigned sex. That phrasing is important because it teaches that, you know, just because your birth certificate says you're a male, that doesn't necessarily make it true because some doctor just randomly chose that sex for you. It was assigned to you. You should get to choose your own sex, your own gender. You know, forget about human biology. You can totally choose your own sex for yourself. Choose your own gender for yourself. Because after all, a, quote, body with a penis is a real male. You know, even if it means that doctors have to mutilate your body to achieve that. Now, I'm using sarcasm, of course, but this procedure, this act is absolutely horrific. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you know, you can look it up on the Internet. But also read Irreversible Damage by Abigail Schreier. She goes into great detail about, you know, this type of procedure and, you know, the side effects, the consequences. In addition, fourth graders will be shown cartoon images of naked bodies with labels on all of the genitals and reproductive organs. So while parents will be able to opt their children out of this instruction, it is important to understand that this type of curriculum is becoming the default position of the public school system. This is what they're defaulting to. This is their jumping off point. Everything is based on this. They disregard, they ignore, they toss out biological fact, and instead, they go with gender ideology, social contagion, political ideology. That's the new truth. So this whole story made me think of Cleon Skousen. If you've never heard of Cleon Skousen, He's a former FBI agent who wrote an anti-communist book in 1958 called The Naked Communist. I discuss all of this in chapter 8 of my book, but in 1963, a section of Cleon Skousen's book 
was issued into the United States Congress public record. This particular section of the book listed the, quote, current communist goals, end quote, which consisted of 45 goals that needed to be met in order for communism to be instituted in America. And as of right now, all but maybe one or two of these goals on the list, all but maybe one or two have been accomplished. And this elementary sex ed curriculum in Nevada that I just talked about, you know, and the promotion of gender ideology all over the country, it reminded me of a few of the goals that were on this communist agenda. And I'll read them to you. Number 25 on that list says, quote, break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books, magazines, motion pictures, radio and TV. End quote. This is what needs to be accomplished, according to this list of communist goals, to bring about communism in America. Break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity. Do we see that in today's society? Are we seeing that in our schools? Hmm. Moving on. Number 26 on the list says, quote, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as, quote, normal, natural, and healthy. End quote. Normal, natural, and healthy. That's exactly how this trans ideology, the LGBTQ lifestyle, is being presented in public schools. Not only is it presented as normal, natural, and healthy, but it's the most celebrated thing in public schools. Schools are celebrating Pride Weeks, turning them into Pride Months, like it's the 4th of July. I mean, is there anything in this country right now that's celebrated as much as Pride Month? So if you're rolling your eyes when you hear about, oh, communism in America, or you ignore people when they say that our education system or certain school boards, certain teachers unions are, you know, knowingly and unknowingly, they're implementing communism. If you're rolling your eyes at that or laughing that off, I encourage you to either read chapter eight of my book or just look up Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, and read through the section on current communist goals. Read through that list and then ask yourself whether or not we're seeing communism rising in America. Headline number two, in Virginia, the Department of Education has updated its model school policies that they want schools around the state to adopt. For example, the restroom and locker room policy uh, would require students to use the facility based on their biological sex. Another policy says that school staff cannot use a different name or pronoun with a student unless the parents give written permission first. Now, even though the state DOE has issued these policies, many school districts around the state say they will not be using these policies. Instead, they'll be using their own policies, ones that allow students to use facilities based on their gender identity. And they'll use secrecy policies that allow school staff to hide a student's gender identity from their parents. As of right now, it's not clear if schools will be penalized for not following state policies. So even though I agree with the ideals of the Virginia's you know, DOE policies, you know, using biological sex, respecting parents, I agree with those things, there are plenty of state DOE policies that I don't agree with. And this is the situation we're all in. You know, whether you're left-wing, right-wing, conservative, liberal, 
you know, just because I happen to like what the DOE is saying right now, maybe in a year or two, I won't like it. And then what? You know, it's just an endless pendulum swing that keeps everyone divided and acting like enemies. You know, we should not be putting all of our hope and all of our trust in the next governor, the next senator or politician. But that's what we're doing with public education, generally speaking. You know, we're looking to our politicians to sign the newest law that we like that will decide what schools can teach. You know, it's just allowing and it's encouraging this vicious cycle to continue. The real problem is that the DOE is weighing in on this topic at all. The real problem is that the DOE even exists. The biggest issue in the country should not be how to tell the difference between a boy and a girl. But that's what our society is consumed with in every way. And I'm not saying it's not a problem or it's not important. My point is that an entire generation is being lied to, dumbed down, and robbed of a real education. All because our society is lost and it's sick. But what's the alternative? If we get rid of the DOE and government involvement in education, what will parents and children do for school? Well, we, you do what was done for all of human existence up until the last hundred years or so. You know, you make school as local as possible, starting with the family, starting within the home. But first, you got to value family. If you can't do school at home, then go to your church, then your community. You know, you don't need the government taking your tax dollars and then have them give a portion of it back to you to use for a crumbling public school system. No thanks. How about you just keep that money for yourself and spend it however you'd like? That way the government ghouls get their hands out of your pockets and get their noses out of your home. So one more time, I want to go back to Cleon Skousen and the current communist goals, the list I just read from. Uh, this is the list that became congressional record in 1963. Here are just a few more goals on that list that pertain specifically to parents and families. Number 40, this comes again from the communist goals, you know, how to implement uh, communism in America. Number 40 on the list says, quote, discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity and easy divorce, end quote. Number 41 on the list says, quote, emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents, attribute prejudices, mental blocks, and retarding of children to the suppressive influence of parents, end quote. And number 42, it says, quote, create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and in special interest groups should rise up and use united force to solve economic, political, or social problems, end quote. So to sum it all up, the state, the DOE, communism, the whole idea that the state needs to set guidelines for families to follow or that the state is best suited to educate children, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, if you want strong individuals, a strong community or nation, make strong families. Similarly, if you want a weak individual, a weak community or weak nation, make weak families. Headline number three, Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt signed the Women's Bill of Rights into law this week and 
he used executive order to do so. The new state law defines a person's sex as what they're born as, a.k.a. biological sex, male or female. This applies to schools, prisons, government buildings, bathrooms, locker rooms, sports teams, etc. While other states like Montana, Kansas, Tennessee have passed similar bills, Oklahoma was the first to do so through executive order. Now, I would expect this to result in more lawsuits from one side first and then from the other. So while some states like Oklahoma are passing bills and making laws that are, you know, fighting the woke indoctrination in schools, in California, the Senate Education Committee just passed Assembly Bill 5, also known as the Safe and Supportive Schools Act. This act would modify existing law and specifically, it would require the California DOE to create a new online training program for teachers. Already in my head, the alarms are going off because these mandatory online teacher trainings, through my experience, can be like super indoctrination portals. Anyway, this training program would train teachers to support LGBTQ plus students, specifically the LGBTQ plus students. It would train school staff to identify these students, especially the ones who may have, quote, lack of acceptance at home, end quote lack of acceptance at home, that's the language in this California bill. And it also trains school staff on how to counsel such students. Now, take a guess whether or not you think the school will be telling the parents about these LGBTQ plus acceptance counseling sessions. Hmm, what do you think? So for any parent in California who refuses to lie to their children about their gender, according to this proposed state law, you are not accepting of your child. Again, this is the default position of the state, just like I mentioned before with the Nevada school gender policy. Now, I do understand, of course, that not every state is like California, but on the other hand, it's not a good idea to stick one's head in the sand and just ignore trends, especially those that may impact your children. On that note, there's another California bill that's in the works. It's called uh, Senate Bill 596, which is a bill relating to school employee protection. This bill has already passed the Public Safety Committee and is now moving on to the Appropriations Committee. So what does this bill say? Well, it really has to do with school board meetings. It says that any person, including parents, but any person who shows up to a place, quote, where a school employee is required to be in the course of the employee's duties. That means if a parent or anyone else shows up to a school, a school function, or especially a school board meeting, and that parent, quote, materially disrupts classwork or involves substantial disorder, end quote, those parents or that individual is guilty of a misdemeanor and will have to pay a fine up to $1,000 and serve a year in jail. For what? For disrupting classwork or involving substantial disorder. Now, in this bill, quote unquote, substantial disorder, that includes harassment. And harassment is defined as, in this bill, harassment is defined as, quote, conduct that alarms, torments, or terrorizes the person and causes substantial emotional distress to the person. That's the definition of harassment 
in this bill, causing alarm, causing emotional distress. So let me paint a picture real quick about what this bill would do. <clears throat> Say your kid's school is grooming your child into thinking they're born in the wrong body. Maybe they change their, your kid's name. They use different pronouns for your kid. All without telling you. Maybe the school even encourages your child, eight, nine, 10 year old child, to read pornographic books in school. Again, without telling you. But somehow you find out about all of this and you decide to go to a school board meeting to speak up. Maybe nothing changes, so you go to another meeting or you send a follow-up email. And maybe your words were quote-unquote alarming and caused your kid's teacher or school board to suffer quote-unquote emotional distress. Now stop right there. Those actions alone, according to this bill, that's all it takes to fine you $1,000 and throw you in jail for one year. Now, how could that happen, you might ask? Well, this bill would define those actions or your quote-unquote course of conduct as harassment. So not only do some states, some DOEs, teachers unions, not only do they want to indoctrinate your kids, but some want to make it illegal for parents to say anything about it or even get upset about it. So again, this is the type of stuff everyone should be aware of in your own state because this stuff is nuts. Headline number four, have you ever heard of Confucius Institutes? What about Confucius Classrooms? Did you know that since 2006, China has given nearly $160 million to schools in the U.S. to fund these Confucius Institutes and Confucius Classrooms? Well, according to a Senate report, that's exactly what's been happening, as if our education system wasn't in a big enough mess already. So what are Confucius Institutes? According to one of the men responsible for creating this organization, these Confucius Institutes, the purpose is to, quote, give a good Chinese narrative and better communicate China's message to the world, end quote. So how do they accomplish this? Well, China has been sending money, sending teaching supplies, teaching materials to schools in the U.S., along with scholarship money. So what was being taught in these Confucius Institutes? Well, first of all, the institutes were designed for colleges and the Confucius classrooms are the K-12 version. Basically, they spread Chinese propaganda for the Chinese Communist Party. The materials are heavily censored, edited, revised, and they exclude all of the crimes against humanity that have been committed by the Chinese government in recent history. So if you've read my book or listened to most of my podcast, I've talked about how in 1967, Mao shut down schools and shut down universities during a cultural revolution. And while schools were shut down, he retrained teachers, implemented a new curriculum and taught new history. And he demonized those who opposed it. This is the communist way. And don't forget, Mao was also a Marxist who believed that families were oppressive. And he did all he could to destroy the family structure. So any public or private college or K-12 school that implemented these Confucius Institutes and you know their curriculum, they were accepting money and or materials from the CCP. That's here in the United States. And it's been happening 
for almost 20 years now. According to the Parents Defending Education, at one time or another, there have been 143 of these Confucius Institutes in 34 different states in America, including Washington, D.C. The National Association of Scholars reports that as of June this year, over 100 Confucius Institutes have either been shut down or are in the process of shutting down, leaving only 10 or so that remain open in the U.S. So as if federal funding from our own government wasn't a big enough problem, now we got to deal with funding from China. To me, this makes a great case for homeschooling, for private schooling, and rejecting any and all public funds. And that even includes school choice funds. Headline number five, in Vermont, a high school snowboarding coach was fired for saying that the physical differences between men and women tend to give men the athletic advantage. The coach was fired the very next day and can no longer coach within the school district. This coach's name is Dave Block. And in 2011, he started the snowboarding program at Woodstock Union High School in Vermont. He did it for free for the first three years. He's coached state champions and his athletes regularly finish in the top three in state. He also happens to hold traditional views on God and that chromosomes determine one's sex as either male or female. So in February this last year, here's what happened. Coach Block's team was getting ready to compete against a team that had a male athlete who said he was really a girl. This male athlete, biological male, was set to compete on the girls team against biological girls. Well, before the competition, Coach Block overheard two of his own athletes having a conversation about the topic and he joined in. He expressed his views that females can sometimes be more masculine and males can sometimes be more feminine, but that male and female bodies have different DNA and that men usually have the athletic advantage. The opposing athlete was not mentioned. Nobody overheard the conversation and there was no tension or awkwardness afterwards. One of the coach's athletes in the conversation disagreed uh, with the coach's views, but still thanked the coach for a quote unquote good conversation. Well, the very next day, Coach Block was given a notice of immediate termination by the school superintendent. The notice accused the coach of violating the school's prevention of hazing, harassment, and bullying policy. The coach was never given a warning prior to being terminated. He was never presented with a report of the quote unquote investigation, and he was not made aware of his right to make an appeal. So all of this boils down to two things. One, forced or compelled speech, which is a violation of free speech. And two, society and specifically our education system has been indoctrinated so effectively with this gender ideology that it's costing people their jobs, their careers, their livelihoods. This is scary because this coach was fired for calmly and respectfully sharing his personal views on a very relevant topic in our society, a topic that has very real influence. So put yourself in this coach's shoes. Consider your job, your employer, the organizations you might belong to. Now consider your kids and their future jobs. What might their bosses tolerate or not tolerate? 
things to think about. Anyway, that's all I have for you this week. That's the state of state schools. Take care.